0: Well, welcome to another week of the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller, joined with Abigail Ochoa, our high school reporter here at the Eagle. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, Some big games last week. Lee Fedora winning his 200th career game. We'll touch on that in a second. And the Bryan Vikings, fingers crossed, they're going to get back on the field this week after two weeks not being able to play due to COVID. And we've got... David Campbell, former Eagle Rider, and the guy who calls play-by-play for the Vikings. He's going to join us to give a little district preview for Brian's district. So, Abigail, how are we doing today? We're recording this on a Wednesday for those who are listening. Uh, how are you doing today, Abigail? I'm
1: doing good. I'm so excited to see the Vikings play on Friday. I, it was weird having only three teams to talk about in the, you know, in Brian College Station. Now we're getting another one. So it should be exciting, but a good week of games we had last week. You know, some people starting district, um, um, like college station, and then, like you said, Fedora getting his 200th win, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think let's start with Consol and uh, Lee Fedora getting their 200th win. Consol hosting San Angelo Central. Uh, The Bobcats making that five hour drive over from West Texas, but. Hey, they, they almost made the trip worth it. They didn't make it easy on the Tigers. Sutton Lake, he had a big game. Kyle Willis had some big touchdown throws. Came down to the final the final quarter. Uh, Kinsall, they were a little sloppy. Uh, San Angelo Central capitalized on a couple turnovers. Uh, but, hey, the Tigers, they found a way to make it work, and they got the win in the end. Abigail, what did you think of Kinsall's win over San Angelo Central?
1: Yeah, you know, as I was getting the updates, I was like, whoa, this is,
0: you know, a lot closer
1: than I think we even anticipated. We knew uh, San Angelo was going to come in and, you know, put up a fight, but it really came down to the, to the end there. Um, but uh, again, Consol was able to kind of, their, their offense kind of carried them again this week. Um, they did have some turnovers again, which I think we mentioned at the beginning of the season to maybe kind of watch out for it because they have had some trouble with that as well. Um, they had it again in this game, and that really uh, almost made the difference for them, really, when it came to the end. Um, <clears throat> they were down at halftime, had to really come back. They faced a tough quarterback in, in um, Malachi Brown, if that's how you say his name. I, sorry if I'm mispronouncing yes. it, but yeah. Um, you know, when you're facing a guy like that, the team that traveled almost five hours to come in and meet you in, in College Station um it, it it it's really good that they came up with a big win you have lake again um <clears throat> who was actually wearing his brother jude jude lake's number um which is awesome i know travis talked about that in his story as well um jude is out for the season um with an injury so he wanted to represent his brother and did it quite well had three touchdowns <laughs> for 184 yards um great game Willis again with that arm. I mean, he threw a a couple of you know bombs out there. One for 40, one for 77 yards to to kind of beat out Brown there um, in the air. But again, they're gonna really have to watch out for those turnovers. Those are gonna you know those are gonna one game is gonna hurt them if they keep doing that. So um, it was really good that they got the win. They got Fedora's 200th win, which I'm sure he was really. excited
0: about but the defense did step up at the end and really come in clutch for them for sure big win for consol uh facing adversity and uh we'll get to the tigers final non-district matchup they're playing on the road at willis this friday we'll touch on that here in a minute on the other hand the other team in college station they had a tough time on uh friday night they got ahead early but they weren't able to hold on to it kind of fell apart there in the second half for the Cougars and they dropped their district opener to Magnolia. Abigail, you were out there on Friday. You know, what'd you see from the Cougars? A tough loss for them starting that it's a really difficult district for them too. I mean, that's that's a tough game to lose.
1: Yeah, this district, I mean, we've said it so many times this season already. It's going to be tough for them. Coach Huff has said the same thing. It's going to be tough. We knew it would be hard. Um, and we saw that on Friday. It was clear, um, a little bit uncharacteristic of how like the Cougars played. Um, it was the first time I was out there seeing them play this season. Um, often seemed to they couldn't really find a rhythm. Um, it was getting a little hard. Uh, you know, um, they, Magnolia was able to kind of stop Roderick Brown and uh, Marquise Collins, and uh, you know, on the run game. I think Collins only had one touchdown on the night. Um, it was a pretty short one. Um, so th- they really saw they really saw their first defense that really gave them a fight. Um, you know they won the first two games pretty easily, um, and we mentioned that it wasn't going to be the same district, and it certainly wasn't, um, especially on the road. So um, they kind of leaned on their defense a little bit more. Um, special teams. I mean Dawson Shrimp, their kicker. Um, I know he did it last year um, against Frisco Lone Star. Um, made some you know, good scores, for good field goals for them um, last year, but they weren't able to finish it up in area. Mm -hmm. Same thing in this game. Um, He was able to, you know, punch in some pretty long field goals for them. He got three, uh, 16 um, lead going into halftime, but the defense, which was really strong. I mean, we've seen them play this season. They're really strong. They don't have a lot of people coming back, really, um, at least on the line, but they seem to be stopping, you know, anybody who really comes to them, they showed that in the first half and the second half. Um, I don't know if it was just, they got tired. They were out there, you know, for a certain amount of time. They weren't used to seeing um, an offense that was as, you know, high powered as, as Magnolia this season yet. So um, we really saw it kind of fall apart at the end there and, and they let go of some, you know, big touchdowns that Magnolia was able to, to come in at the end and win there. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they do this week um, and, and kind of come back from that. But it was, um, I don't know if, if, if it was for you, but it was uncharacteristic of kind of what we've seen from them so far.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Cougars are a very disciplined team, uh, a lot of firepower on offense. So the fact that they got shut out in the second half was a little surprising. And I guess the one plus is Dawson Shrimp and his performance. Uh, you kind of, kind of feel a little more confident about your kicker. I know Coach Huff, being a former college yeah. kicker himself, he ta- they take a lot of pride <laughs> in special teams. So um, having having some, you, you feel good about your kicking game. That's gonna that could come in handy later in the season when you're in one of those tight games, especially in the playoffs. So yeah,
1: he, yeah, and he got some long ones. I mean, these aren't. Uh, it was 27, 47, I believe, and then 39. I mean, these aren't like, you know, he wasn't all, you know, really close. He <laughs> was pretty far away for these. So, you know, it's good to know that he has that kind of – that power.
0: Yeah. And one, one, one more of the big schools, uh, Rudder. They beat Nacogdoches in that kind of short, uh, short-notice rescheduled game rudder's original game against uh waco U got canceled we had to redo our last segment of the podcast last week so fingers crossed that uh all the games stay as scheduled this week while we're recording here on wednesday i know it's a little early and anything can happen between now and friday night but (laughs) rudder you know they they beat nacogdoches very athletic team from east texas um and you said it, Abigail. They kind of needed that all-around win, and they they kind of got that, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they really did. I mean, the offense, like we've said before, it's kind of, it's hard to stop them. So again, they played well. You got Lee coming out with four touchdowns um, when he was able to get in the end zone. Better seems pretty pretty good on that front. Um, then you got the defense, who was able to shut out at in the second half. um, They had a a couple of interceptions um, from Marcus Hearns and Dylan Preston. um, And then you also saw the special teams get two uh, blocked punts. So it really was like an all-around effort um, to get this win. Um, I I, I think we talked about it last week when they changed the game, um, that we weren't sure if they were going to play, if they were going to take the week off. Um, I think it was really, it proved to be really good that they didn't take the week off and that they were able to find somebody um, you know, we're going to talk to David about this, but, you know, their district is not going to be easy once they get to that point. They got Huntsville to start it off, who they lost to last year, um, which, the, which, um, they didn't make the playoffs because they lost to Huntsville. We exactly. got so doing really well as well. So it's really good to see this all-around effort from Rudder. I think if they continue to keep this up, um, it'll look good for them, but, It'll be exciting when they start district, <laughs> you know, especially if they can go in undefeated, which we'll see this week with Lockhart. But sure.
0: Rain, for sure, the Yeah, the Rangers. They're they're trying to put together a special season, and they're they're off to the right start. Down in the small school ranks, uh, one game of note last week. I was out at Leon and Normandy. Second straight week, I got to watch the Leon Cougars, and it didn't go as well this Friday as it was the week before when they played Centerville. Uh, Norman G man they raced out to a fast start and they never looked back. I mean they jumped ahead 41 to0 and it, before before Leon could really blink I mean the game the game was kind of out of their grasp and uh, it, it, it was tough for Leon I think after the big win over Centerville you know Mason Hardy he was really good for Norman G he, uh, he had five total touchdowns. He found Isaiah Jones for three of them. That connection has been lethal, especially down at the two, a level. I mean, you get a quarterback that can throw an athletic wideout. I mean, they, they've got the pieces in place on offense to, uh, to really make things happen. And then up front, I mean, Leon just, they, they couldn't, they couldn't get a uh, good control of the line of scrimmage. Norman G really controlled things up front. And so, that Cougar offense, it can be pretty potent. Uh, Jacob Robinson, he kind of had a hard time connecting with his receivers. They didn't really get into a groove. And so, yeah, that, that's a big game, too, because they were both 1-0. Now Norman G's and Now, Normandy's 2-0. and And now, Normandy, they're going to play Grapeland, And Grapeland is the other 2-0 and team in that district. It's only a 16 district. So, there's only three games left. And so, Normandy wins this game. They're in the driver's seat for that number one spot. And uh, we've seen Normandy from the start of the year to now. I mean, they're unbeaten. They're 6-0, and I think. And so, uh, that, that's a big win for them. And this is a really pivotal game for them coming up.
1: Yeah, they're looking good this season. Um, Normandy, like you said, they haven't lost a game so far. Um, I saw them in week one. Um, and. You know, when they beat Fremont, they looked great then. They still look great now. Um, you mentioned Hardy and Jones, that connection. They, in week one, they only had they only had one t- – or Jones only had one touchdown, but um, that guy can get up there. I mean, that guy jumps, and he's already tall. He jumps, and he's way over those defenders. Um, and I talked about him – I talked to him about that in week one. Um, you know, he, he just like, you know what, I just go for it. I go for any pass that Mason kind of – throws to me so it was good to see them come back together um and have a big game um like you said but um it, you know we weren't quite sure if like Normandy was gonna like lose this game you know because they've been doing so well and leon just Centerville, um and it is not happening um you know hardy won kind of like the quarterback duel like we were talking about with robinson um robinson did have a pretty good yards i believe um, yeah, better year, but, second half for sure. Yeah, they just weren't able to kind of come back from that. It's really hard to come back from. what was it 40 41 zero. Yeah, I mean That's hard for any team um, to come back. So um, Good to see that from Normandy that they keep going I think this week will be kind of like you said pivotal and and how they're going to go the rest of the, the district play but um, Yeah, good good matchup um, regardless but we really saw the, the power
0: Norman you can kind of come out of the, the gates um, running so for sure well up next we've got David Campbell joining us to preview the Brian Vikings and their district uh, the the look ahead Brian get back on the field for the first time in two weeks so we'll be back here in a second Right, welcome back to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. Joining us now is David Campbell, former Eagle Rider, and he still does play-by-play radio for the Bryan Vikings, and he's he keeps up with everything around here. Dave hadn't Dave hadn't lost it, uh, but uh, we we brought him on so we can uh, preview Bryan. They're starting their district play this Friday against Harker Heights, and we'll touch on a little Red Rangers too. But David. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing today?
2: I'm ah, doing good, Ben. It's good to have a game this week after a couple of weeks off at uh, Brian with some uh, COVID-19 problems there, but it yeah. looks like everything's back in on schedule this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, wh- what, what what do you what's kind of the feeling in Brian? I mean, I know that's tough for them not having those last two games, and they had won a game, and then they weren't able to kind of build off it, and now it's straight into district. These are the games that matter.
2: Oh, I don't think they know what's about to happen, to be honest with you. You're going into a really good uh, – in into a competitive district. I don't know how good it is because it's probably not as as tough as the 5A district they were in the last time out. Yeah. But it's uh, but it's, uh, it's going to be a very competitive district. And you're playing a playoff team in Harker Heights. This game got moved up from December 4th to this opening game prior to the district so they could build that uh, game in at the end. Uh, or the open date at the end. But uh uh a playoff team a year ago, so it's a, a very good game. I think Brian's got a chance if they play well, but they've got a lot of guys that hadn't been on the field for a couple of weeks. They were just back in practice on Wednesday of this week, which is today as we record this. And so
1: yeah,
2: uh, it's really hard to know, really hard to know exactly how they're going to play if they play well. I think they've got a shot at it, though.
1: Yeah, we've seen this happen before, David. Like, with teams that have you know gone off for a couple of weeks of COVID come back only have like three days to prepare to you know whatever um so what's going to be the key for Brian against Harker Heights obviously you know Rogers coached there before but um, it, this is kind of like the first time that they're getting back in the swing of things since week one yeah and it's a uh, you know it
2: really is kind of a uh kind of a big deal for them to get things together, but they're going to do it with a limited number of practices and probably kind of compressing their practices this week. And, and by doing that, you don't want to overwork the guys that have been out there and say, you're yeah. just going to wear them out, but you got to get some guys get back fresh and be ready for the game on Friday night. I, I think it's best that they're playing at home. And I think that's an advantage, uh, as they take, take on a team. I think they've got a chance to beat, but yeah. But again, they need to be really sharp. And they really were up and down in that opening game uh, against Waller. They had, you know, punt blocked for a touchdown. They had uh, had some special teams breakdowns, and but they had a good running game. They had some real positive things that happened as well. And both of their quarterbacks uh, that got into the game both played pretty well when they were in there.
1: Yeah, I know that was a big thing. I know Rodgers even said, like, interchanging them, you know, Bulliff and Gooden because they can kind of – you know, one of them can be a receiver while one's a quarterback and things like that. We did see some good things in week one, like you mentioned. Um, but, you know, again, they had to kind of come back and win that game from what I heard. I know Rich was there. But um, it's going to kind of be interesting to see how they, you know, bounce back, like we said, from the, week, the short week and stuff. But it, how important is it this week to kind of show a little bit of that progress? Obviously, it's a young squad. But um, how important is it going to be to show, like, you know, even with the two weeks off and stuff like that, we're still making progress in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you you got to show that you're making progress. Yeah, I think you yeah. want to do that any any time, but but I think uh, this is a little more important because you look at the games. There are probably games in this in this district because of the quality of the teams. They're going to have a hard time competing in. Uh, I when they go to Temple, that's going to be difficult. I think Shoemaker is going to be very good. There's some really solid teams in this district when you have a chance to to pull a win, get it, and then maybe when you play Temple next week, you're yeah. a little bit more confident, you're a little bit better, and uh, with an opportunity to get that, to get the win over there, they've had a tough time over the years against Temple. But uh, that goes way back uh, in in Brian history, where they've had great teams and had a hard time beating Temple. So that's a it's a game that's been going on for quite a while. But Harker Heights Ross knows him obviously really well mm-hmm. because he he knows that area, and apparently he he's like got like an alumni association going on because he <laughs> coached at Waller, and now he's taking on Harker Heights in the second game they're playing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely some familiarity there with Brian and Ross Rogers. And I know that Brian, uh, back back in the day when they were in the old 5A, uh, before mm-hmm. they were in 5A, what was 4A, you know what I'm saying. Right, uh, right. They, 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 were, they were often with those area teams, the Temple, the Colleen Schools, the Harker Heights, Copper's Cove, the Beltons, you know how, how, how much does that familiarity help when you're looking ahead at a district slate and you know, what, what do you really see how this district plays out? Uh, there's a lot of schools that, uh, it, it, it could go a lot of ways. It seems like.
2: Yeah. I think temple's the favorite. I, as you look at, uh, the quality of the people they played and they lost to Arlington Martin last week, Martin's pretty good. That might be, have a lot, lot to do with, it. and it's not, and they had a couple of bad things, uh, that happened for them. So temple, has got to be your favorite, but uh, but oh, there are openings there, and and Brian for one thing, Brian's not playing the teams that they played before down south when they were going to the Sci Fair District. Those teams were many of those teams, their enrollments were like a thousand more than what Brian had that there's still some big schools but not that much bigger so uh, i think it makes it a little easier to be competitive here and so so i think the vikings have got got an opportunity to make the playoffs it's going to be challenging particularly when you haven't been out there much
0: for sure you know what what do you feel like is uh what what would you deem as a successful Friday night for Brian? Obviously, a win would be successful not having played the last two weeks, yeah. but what, what would you deem as a success for the Vikings on Friday?
2: I think they need to not make some of the really bad turnovers, the, the touchdown-causing turnovers that they gave up uh, in the opening game. I think those things need to be eliminated. I, I, I think the running game needs to go extremely well. I, I think the passing game is going to work its way out, but it's going to be – you know hit and miss brian's got a pretty good defense but they're again a lot of young players out there and so you're gonna have to work some of these guys in and all you can do there is just keep getting experience and you'll get that with every game you play but the second game when some people are out playing week eight this seems a little weird to me but uh but i i think mostly get the experience get beyond it if you win uh, then you got really something solid to build on. I think this and, – and I do think they've got a chance to win this game. And, and I, I let me throw one other thing. Uh, Brian's going to – I think they're, they, they're planning to do this this week. This is the 50-year uh, anniversary of when Stephen F. Austin became Brian, and I think Brian's yeah. going to have a little something special in, in their oh. look for the game this week.
0: Okay. Well, that's definitely something cool. to be on the look for Friday. Uh, thanks for uh, dropping that little nugget, David. We appreciate that.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm all for nuggets. I, I do all <laughs> like nuggets. I,
0: I love I love nuggets. Uh I know our colleague Travis Brown loves the cinnamon sugar beaver nuggets at Bucky's yes. too. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> well, right. If he's, if he's
2: a Bucky's guy, then he's he's okay in my my uh book. <laughs> yeah,
0: Travis is all right. <laughs> what but, you know, I think we'd be remiss to not talk about the other Brian School, Rudder. I mean, yeah. the Rudder Rangers, they are off to a hot start. That offense is electric. You know, they're vying for that first playoff uh, spot that they've ever had in school history. You know, what have you seen from the Rangers? And they've got a chance to make some noise in that district down at uh, 5A-D2.
2: Yeah, I think they do. And uh they've been building toward this. Uh you know you know right now that Coach Ezar is the second winningest coach in rudder history. He's he's uh, did that in a in a couple of years and uh CM Pierce still I think he's got fourteen victories, but I mean I just I think it's eight now for for Coach Ezar and and uh, they're going to go to Lockhart. That's correct. Uh, yes. This week. Yes. And, and so that's an important thing because you go by Bucky's on the way and you get to eat <laughs> barbecue when you get there. So that's whoever, <laughs> if anybody's covering that game, boy, that's a big game to be covering this week. Uh, I like what they can do offensively. Obviously, they've had a little struggle defensively. They've given up some points, but they can outscore people with Keith Ron Lee catching passes and uh, and dials out there uh, catching them, and, and he's our quarterback. That's a that's a good offensive team. It's a really good offensive team.
1: Yeah, we you know last year, I, uh, last year, last week I said um, that um, Rutter was going to need like an all around game against Nacogdoches, Um and they they were going to need to play you know some opponent whether it be Nacogdoches or or whoever. But um, they really had that last week. I think the defense kind of really said, "Hey, we're here again." Special teams came together, um, so it was really good to see that. Um, kind of all-around team effort you know before obviously Lockhart now and then you go into district um, against Huntsville the next week after that might you be that- soon, too soon to tell but I mean I was at that Huntsville game last year um, I think this year it'll be a, a little bit of a different story uh, maybe coming into that game.
2: Be a real contrast of styles because Huntsville's a really, really good defensive team, and uh, and you're going to probably see one of the better offensive teams in the district going against a really good defensive team in the district. It's going to be that's uh, going to be a heck of a game. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I I, I like Rudder's chances to get in. I mean, their their best chance before was the third year of existence when they went seven and three. And uh, I think uh, I think this team's got an got an excellent chance to to make it to the playoffs this year.
0: I'm right there with you. I think Rutter's got a chance. I think they got a chance to push for one of the top spots in the district. I think Consol and Huntsville are definitely their top competition and Consol's playing lights out but so yeah. Rudder's Rutter, playing pretty well themselves and uh, yeah I, I, I'm really curious to see how they finish non-district play this week um, and yeah that that Huntsville game's right around the corner and I know that's one that they're eager eager to, to get.
2: Yeah. It, but you can't really look ahead to that game. I mean, uh, they're what, what they're doing – and I really thought they'd beat Nacogdoches last week, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it, because that game was thrown together in the middle of the week, and all kinds of kudos to Brian ISD for throwing together a game in minutes almost. I mean, that yeah. that was just uh, rather amazing to to pull that off. But Rutter's a tough team to defend against when they're blitzing linebackers and, and – You've not seen this on film. It's not like you've had all week to work for it. Yeah. And they'll come at you a lot of different ways. And, uh, and I've been a Keith Ron Lee fan since the first time I saw the guy play. And he, uh, somebody out there, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's one of the better guys that I've seen yeah. play. And, and he's big time. I, somebody needs to figure out. I don't know what kind of recruiting attention <laughs> he's getting, but he needs more, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the dude is absolutely electric. And, you know, you look you look at a guy at A&M like Anaya Smith. He's not very big, but he makes an impact. He makes plays. He's got speed. He's versatile. I mean, you can plug and put him wherever you need him and give him the ball and he's going to go. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see how Keith Ron Lee's recruitment shakes out, you know, See how see how it goes once some of this tape gets out. I know it's a weird year for recruiting anyway, yeah, with no visits, sure. uh, limited contact with coaches, which which really stinks for the players, especially a guy like Keith Ron Lee that you know he he traditionally could be a guy that he blows up the the fall of his senior year. But I'm I'm right there with you. I am curious to see where uh, Keith Ron end, ends up. I think he's going to make an impact in the college ranks for sure. You
2: know, if you're a guy that hadn't been really on the radar as much, if you get to the playoffs, it gives you more opportunity for more people to see you. So there's an advantage. And I think it's an advantage Rudder is going to take, a, uh, take advantage of this yeah. year.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, David, I think that's all we got for you today. Uh, I don't get to you. talk
2: about Iowa or Burton or Bremon. Come on, man. What a hey, letdown. I'm... I can't do Rockdale. <laughs> Okay, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Well, David, thank you and so her, much. I, I left. What? What? Left you got her, any her thoughts on her? They're
2: undefeated. They are undefeated. I I like I I like Hern a lot. I like their coaching a lot. Uh, I think they're going to win that district. And I think they've almost already. Locked up the district, but uh, yeah. uh, the the quality of uh, people that they've beaten already has been pretty impressive. And and boy, I wish they had played that game against Franklin. Now, gosh, I'd love to have seen that.
0: I think we all wish that game would That's have been played.
2: It it would have been it would have been a good
0: one. Uh, it's a shame that that one had to get canceled because oh. that one was going to have some fireworks.
2: Hey, and by by the way, thanks thanks for having me on even if it was a week after scott Clinton and it was a bit of a letdown that Clinton got on ahead of me and then it occurred to me yeah he had the game last week i didn't so so i appreciate it well hey
0: before we <laughs> thanks, go baby. um i know you're going to be on the call friday night for the vikings uh how can people tune in to listen to the game and where can they find you on twitter
2: uh we're on uh uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scoop Sports. I guess that's what, what it is at Scoop Sports. And uh, and uh, but I won't be doing it on Twitter during the game because I'm not that talented. But uh, but we'll be on uh, Sportscom. Check it out there, and and they'll they'll hedge and point you in the right direction.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, David. We uh, we really appreciate it. And hey, hopefully we'll have you back on soon. We really love okay. this. Take care, guys. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, welcome back. We got three games to preview real quick. You know, we've already touched on Brian, so we're gonna we're gonna keep moving. We've already touched on Rudder a little bit, but just real quick the Rangers, mm-hmm. they're closing non district play against Lockhart. The Lions, they have not won a game this season, and Rudder, they don't really show signs of slowing down. Uh, this is the first time Rudder's gone on the road since Week One. You know, Abigail, what do you think is the key for Rudder, and uh, how big would it be for them to be undefeated going into district play, especially with that big game on against Huntsville on the horizon?
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> going undefeated and you know into district play, I I don't know. Um, it does it, it you up. Have... Really good, I think, for a playoff. Like we said, Huntsville and Consale are going to be the biggest hitters when they get to the district. Um, They're going to start off with Huntsville um, next week. Um, So I think really, you know, having confidence. If their defense can really step up and play um, again this week and not kind of falter like it did against Weiss, um, a game that we thought was going to be kind of a shutout there, um, if they can kind of keep steady, um, their special teams can just kind of also just stay in that zone again, um, I think they'll be fine this week. Um, I think I do think that they'll be going into district kind of undefeated with this win against Lockhart. It's the first time that they're going on the road um, since week one at Bastrop. Um, we saw what they can do, obviously, on the road. So I think that they should be fine there. Their defense just needs to keep, you know, keep it steady, keep it consistent, um, and, and not really kind of try to do too much. They just need to um, – because we know what their offense can do. But, um, you know, I was at that Huntsville game last year, year in the game for rudder whether they were going to make it or not into the playoffs so um and they ended up losing they weren't able to kind of come back from huntsville we know that huntsville is a very strong team um they usually are and um i, I don't think it'll be any really different this year um but you got a different rudder team coming into this matchup next week obviously um it's hard to look too much forward but um, i think that'll be a great game they'll be at home i believe against huntsville so they'll be coming back and um It'll
0: be, it'll be a fight to the finish on that one. For sure. And uh, hopefully Coach Izar can uh, treat his players to a little bit of barbecue, whether that be a <laughs> chopped beef sandwich at uh, Black's or maybe some, some sausage links over at Crit's. Uh, see if that might be in the go. cards or a stop at Bucky's, <laughs> like uh, David said. But looking ahead, too, uh A&M Consolidated, the Tigers. They are facing the Willis Wildcats. That's with a K. Uh, <laughs> Kansal had, oh, f- <laughs> had their first real test last week. We, we noted that earlier against San Angeles Central, but now they're going on the road. They're facing Owen three team and Willis. You know, I got to talk with coach Fedora earlier this week, and uh, I've got a feature on Kinsall's Vince Sheffield uh, coming in Thursday's paper. I've also got one on Rudder's Colton Stewart. He is a horse champion. Uh and starting defensive end oh. for the Rangers. Yeah. He raises halter horses. So you'll want to read on wow. that. Guy gets up at 5 30 in the morning, uh, take care of his horses, goes to school, does practice, and gets back home, eats a little dinner, and then gets back out there in the barn, makes sure they're doing well. But yeah, interesting story. What was I saying? Consol. Okay, back to console. <laughs> I got thought. I got I got thought on uh horses but yeah tigers Fedora. he told me that um you know that their defense they want to see better tackling on offense they can't have those turnovers uh you know he said people pointed out oh you gave up 35 points to san angelo central and he's like yeah well our offense didn't really help us out when they turned the ball over twice and it led to two touchdowns so yeah. it, it's really just cleaning up shop uh, making sure everything's fine-tuned because uh, he, he said it. They, they believe they got three different seasons, uh, pre-district, district, and playoffs. Pre-district is ending, and their goal is to finish undefeated. I think Consol's got a good chance uh, to come out victorious on Friday. Um, but, you know, if you're Consol, you definitely want to see some uh, a clean game all around in all three phases before you get into that district slate.
1: Yeah, you don't want to see any more um, three turnovers, two turnover games. Um, Like we mentioned earlier, those are going to hurt later on. Um, And I have no doubt that Fedora is kind of drilling that into their heads um, and that they're going to come out with a a win this week, like you said. They're going back on the road, um, you know, after being home this week. But Willis hasn't won a game yet Um, this year. They're 0-3, Consalves. Three and zero. I can't remember the weeks anymore, but yeah. So um, I don't think Gonzales going to have um, too much of a problem, but they can't go into this thinking that it's an easy win either. Um, like you, like we said, it's going to be so important for those turnovers um, to be limited this game, especially. Um, you want to see that family team um, before you get into district play. Um, you know, with Rudder and Huntsville and so, the stuff that they've been doing. You know, this season. Um, you don't really want to give them a chance to um you know take advantage of your mistakes at all so that'll be important on
0: Friday for sure and our final game that we want to discuss College Station they're playing New Caney Porter um both teams coming off losses in their district opener Porter lost to New Caney I believe and uh College Station offense, you know, we, we discussed it earlier. The key is getting back on track, getting that run game established, uh, not not letting their foot off the gas. Last week, really leaned on those special teams and defense, see if that third phase comes around uh, with Roderick Brown and Marquise. Uh, Abigail, what what do you want to see from uh, the Cougars this week?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, um, Porter's going to be another tough opponent. Obviously, we've said that so many times that this district's tough. Um but And they, they only lost to New Caney. Um, it was 21-19. to 19. So, uh, you know, really tough, close game that they played last week. They weren't able to win either. College Station's coming back home um, after losing. You know, I talked to Coach Huff after the game. He said, you know, we're going to be fine. We're going to come back. We're going to, you know, bounce back and, and come back next week even stronger. They're, he's right. They're, they're going to be fine. We've seen this team um, do – We've seen what they can do. We've seen them be successful in the past. So um, I think they're going to be fine again this week They'll we at home maybe maybe a little bit more comfortable than being on the road, but they're going to need to see the end zone more often. They're going to, um, you know, there's only so many field goals you can kick. Um, they're going to need to see Collins and, and Roger Brown, um, you know, running in those touchdowns like they've done um, all year. So Um, That'll be really important for them. I think they'll be fine, though. This team is tough. Um, I think they're going to come back. Their defense is really strong. They just need to be um, consistent kind of all throughout the game and not get tired at the end there and and let up some big plays again. Um, But, uh, you know, we've said this before. I think they'll they'll be good to go on Friday. (laughs) It'll be tough, though. It's not going to be an easy one.
0: (laughs) For sure. Well, Abigail, uh, we got anything else before we uh, – we're about out of time. Got anything else?
1: I don't think – I don't think so. Um, it'll be cool to see Brian come back. We're excited to to get them, talk a little bit more about them, see how they do after coming back from COVID. So, um, that'll be what we're looking for this week.
0: For sure. And do you know which game you're going to be at this Friday?
1: I will be at college – Yeah.
0: All right, so, Abigail um, B. Uh, so. All right, Abigail's gonna be there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. and I'm I'll go- have a uh, also have a. Sorry, no,
0: you, go ahead. It is a little okay. laggy. Zoom. <laughs>
1: sorry, <laughs> sorry, our, ha- our video is up what? here. Uh, I'll have a feature on um, Isaac Amarez. Um He's a defensive lineman for the Cougars, the only returning defensive lineman on a young, young team. Um, which is amazing to see what they've done so far with it, with the young squad like that. But um, I'll have a feature on him um, in Friday's paper as well, along with Alex's two features. So um, it'll be a cool week.
0: All right. And I'm, I'm headed out to Bluebell country this week. I'm going to check in on the Brenham Cubs. We haven't been out there this year. Uh, They're in district play. And so uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what the, the Big Greens are uh, doing out there in Washington yeah. County. They're playing Georgetown Eastview. Should be a good game. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. So be sure to follow us on Twitter and uh, follow Brazos Sports. Send in send in scores Friday nights so that we can keep tabs on everything going on in the area. And uh, be sure to check in the Eagle.com for all the coverage you want on Brazos Valley High School football. So. Thanks again for tuning in to the Brad's Sports Prepscast. We'll be back next week. Well, I'm sure we're going to have plenty to talk about.
1: Thanks, oh, we'll have plenty. <laughs>
0: Bye, guys.